You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit. One podcast at a time with your host, Alicia McCormack. I think you'll find that's me. Indeed it is. I am Alicia and I'm here to talk about weddings and how to make your wedding planning a little easier and other stuff. I do like to divert off topic and that's not everyone's cup of tea and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Sounded a bit passive aggressive, Alicia. Today's episode of the show is brought to you by you. Well, the topics anyway, not financially. The sponsors will be later, which I'm grateful for. Very nice to hear from our lovely sponsors. Um, No, the topic today is outrageous wedding-related opinions, and this started with a thread in the Bride Chiller community last year. And it's one of my favorite threads because occasionally someone pops in and just revives it and writes something hilarious or stupid or frustrating, and it just kicks off all over again. It's one of those continuing not a real word, continuing cyclic posts that brings joy and also just makes everyone realize that all of their families and friends are also moderately crazy. You're not alone, which is really why I love the community. I think people can support each other in lots of different ways, but one is just saying, hey, your family's crazy too. Oh, for you. I thought I was the only one. So I just thought I'd go through some of my favorite posts and uh, talk about them. (laughs) It's a simple idea, but actually, Rich and I were going through them last night. We were having a bit of a giggle, and we were like, this has to be an episode. This is lot, There's lots to say about these topics. So the original post was by bride chiller Samantha Marie, and she opened up the conversation by saying that a member of her family had made a comment about her song choice for walking into the wedding, her walking down the aisle song choice, which was Moon River, to which they exclaimed, That sounds pretty depressing. And it's funny. A lot of these comments, a lot of people, I'm sure, like in any situation in life, you make an offhanded, off-the-cuff comment and then someone takes it to heart. And it can be hard, especially when you're planning a wedding or you're looking, you know, they comment on your outfit or your hairstyle or something, that even though their comment's like, meh, whatever, and they move on with their life, then you just, if you're like me, sometimes replay the comment over and over again and you're like, what the fuck's your problem? I like that song. I like the color of my hair. This skirt looks great. So it can be hard to not take those things to heart, which is really part of this. Well, I think the success of this post, all of these posts, other people have realized that these comments, some of them are stupid and it is important not to take them to heart. But I will say that You know, I've written a lot about and talked a lot about opinions and how it can be hard to sometimes not take them on board. And in the Bridechiller Survival Guide, my big wedding planning book, I do a whole chapter on how to deflect opinions like Wonder Woman and just give you some really practical, easy ways to say, thank you so much for your opinion, but I'm fuck off. Uh, I don't say that. I say, you know, give you practical. (laughs) Don't yell fuck off. It's probably not... That is not in the book. It's a real last resort. I give you practical ways to deflect these opinions while still being polite, mostly, and also just saying, look, thank you so much, but that's not going to happen. Bride Chiller Ashley, one of my, like, this post actually made me laugh out loud. She says, about pork, you can't serve any controversial food. So I don't know when pork, besides you know religious affiliations, there are some religions who don't eat pork, and that's absolutely fine. But I don't know if I would classify pork as a controversial food. 
on lists of controversial food, not the top of my list. I would say if you're serving uh, an anus or some sort of, I don't know, that is, you know, awful. I don't know why I went straight to anus. Awful for me might be controversial. Probably not for the Scottish members of our uh, community. They love a bit of a haggis. I've never quite, I'm sorry, never quite enjoyed haggis. I've tried haggis. I don't like a black pudding. Sorry, Scottish people. I love you. You're in my heart and soul. But haggis and black pudding, not my scene. I don't mind a bit of pork, though. Not controversial. <laughs> Brychill and Nicole says a close family member said, You can't see each other the night before the wedding. It's bad luck. It's bad luck. And then she says, Our rehearsal is the morning of the wedding. <laughs> now, look. This is one of those things I come back and say, put this in the fuck it bucket if it doesn't suit you. Some people love to go with this tradition. I don't feel particularly inclined either way. Rich and I slept in the same bed the night before our wedding. We got ready. We did all our stuff. It didn't affect. We're still this is, We're in the seventh year, everyone. It's the seventh year itch. I haven't felt it yet, but we're okay. Nothing went wrong. The reasoning behind this tradition is very old school. You, you, you can Google it. I won't go through it all again. But basically, it's it's based on the idea that couples have never seen each other before the wedding and they meet for the first time on the day. And it's really as a, an old way of saying if the guy didn't like the chick, he could bail. So we don't give him enough time to bail and really lock him down, which is just really healthy. I personally loved spending the night before our wedding together and we had a bit of a chat in bed and we're talking about the expectations of the day and then waking up next to Rich was really nice and we just sort of were excited together and I totally get if you don't want to spend the night together beforehand but it's not going to curse your wedding or marriage or any of that shit. Going back to food it is controversial, I think, for parents when they are quote-unquote dealing with our various food issues, our wants and needs when it comes to food, because they don't get it. I've got friends that are vegetarian and parents still try and serve them meat, and they've literally been vegetarian for 20 years, and they go home and, and mum's like, would you like a, meat, a, a patty? I could cook you a patty. And you're like, no, mum, I don't eat meat. I eat meat, by the way. This is my friend. It's a third-person thing. Bride Chiller Chris says, the quote is, Yes, you were vegan, but your guests aren't. Bring a salad if you need to. <laughs> now, look, Mum, going back to this, Mum, if if this is the one day, right, you could choose your whole amazing plethora of any food you want, and I think if you're vegan and you want to let your guests experience the magic that can be vegan when done right, sorry, vegans, oh, God, I love cheese, but... I've eaten fantastic vegan food, and we've talked about this before. Don't feel swayed by anyone. If you have a certain preference or food, love, need, belief system, fucking serve it. Make it happen. Go for it. Don't feel guilted into serving chicken if you're a vegetarian, or if you're kosher, serve kosher. Give people a different experience. It's your day, baby girl. It's your day. Chris goes on. She's got gems. Uh, only one of your tears is almond cake? Shock horror. You're going to have a fight breaking out at the reception. Everyone's there for almond cake. What planet are these people from? I don't know. An almond... What is an almond cake, really? <sighs> Bridesmaids in black? Does the church even allow that? It's very goth. <laughs> oh, Chris... I really hope this is your mother. She didn't say which family member it is, but this is very good. Brides don't wear any black. You will look like you're going to a funeral. 
I could go on and on, she says. And I wish she had because really that post, it just made my day. Lovely bride chiller, Jessica, who's one of our mods. A big shout out to our bride chiller community moderators. They are the people that keep shit running. And also, you would not believe, we've had over 100,000 comments and posts on the bride chiller community, which blows my mind. God, we spend a lot of time on Facebook. And the moderators, we have now 12 moderators who are legends, who literally follow all the posts. If anyone speaks out of line or... if they are an asshole, we send them a polite, please don't be an asshole message. Or if they post spam or vendors come in and try and plug the shit out of themselves, they're the people that keep it all clean and nice. So we love you, Jessica. We love you all, mods. We love you. She says, uh, someone said in her family, having your music as Hamilton instrumentals is a little 13-year-old fangirl, don't you think? To which I would have just sung back, I'm not going away, ma, shut. Uh, fuck off. I love Hamilton and Hamilton instrumentals. Like, the music is beautiful. 13-year-old fangirl? I'd like to meet a 13-year-old fangirl of Hamilton. Have these people heard Hamilton? Jeepers creepers. Now, I love the use of alternative music like that. And actually, I was speaking um, with another friend the other day about how much I love the Westworld soundtrack because the TV show on uh, HBO which is coming back very soon. I love it so much. We've just rewatched the first series to get on board again. But all the music is pianola versions of modern songs. And we were saying what amazing is like House of the Rising Sun and a bit of Amy Winehouse and Radiohead and just gorgeous versions of songs that maybe you wouldn't play. Well, maybe you would. I'd, again, no judgment. But more rocky versions that are turned into a bit more classical instrumental versions that you could play walking down the aisle or in the background and people would hear going, is that, is that, is that House of the Rising Sun? Oh, it is. Pianola version. It's so clever. I really appreciate people using different versions of songs in weddings and then surprising guests. Jessica, she also says uh, that someone said, you, hang on a second, You don't have a song you can use for the first dance. How have you been together for this long and not have a song? Funny. I don't know about you. Maybe you do have a song. But this always reminds me of the episode of Seinfeld uh, that Elaine goes out with a guy who is obsessed with the song Desperado by the Eagles. And he shushes her every time it comes on. And he says, this is my song. And he sits sort of in a mild trance. Uh, singing and won't let her talk while this song's on. And Rich and I always joke, you know, when songs... We we don't have a fucking song. We don't have a song. Uh, Maybe we're just a bit dead inside or whatever. But we always joke when people say, that's our song. We just go back to Desperado. I don't think you have to have a song. Just pick something you like. Who? It's not the 50s. This is our song. God. Uh, also, Jessica says, you're letting the bridesmaids pick their own dresses? What if they look bad in the dress they choose? We'll say, this week, we've been talking a lot about what to do next after the bride chiller guides, and people have asked on numerous occasions, which is great, because it makes me think this is a good idea, to create a made chiller bridesmaids guide that you could maybe gift them so they know what they're supposed to be doing, or at least some of... The various forms of guidance that we could be giving our besties and our gal pals and our guy pals to help you, help me help you. 
So uh, it was interesting reading this comment because this week I've put out lots of questions on the Bride Chiller community and, and I know it varies from country to country as to who pays for what, etc., etc. But the idea that letting letting our um, bridesmaids, maid chillers and bridal parties choose their own attire I think is really forward thinking and especially, you know, this doesn't mean you just go anywhere and buy anything but you can give them a bit of guidance and say be free, find something you really like in this colour or with this tune. So I, I really like that and I think a lot of the older generation struggle with that because they just picture bridesmaids all dressed in the same dress and um, it's a new concept for them. Let them embrace it. Let them enjoy it. Look, I'm looking forward to learning more about the world of bridesmaids and hopefully delivering a book in the next three to four months. Jesus. Which will kill me for saying that and making promises that will send us to an early grave. Bride Chiller Jane. When I explain that my dad suffers from social anxiety and will probably only attend part of the wedding day, one of my friends said, oh my gosh, how dare he not be there for the whole day? Which I actually, you know, I read that and thought, that's fucking really insensitive. But also, again, people say things not realizing that they sound like assholes. And also, we are challenged, as we've spoken a lot about on the podcast, by, in at the moment, I think a lot of people are challenged by people being more open about mental health, anxiety, uh, issues. And I think that's good. We should be challenging people and we should be open about these issues when we can and call them on saying things like that. Because this obviously, you know, it's hurtful, but obviously the person didn't really understand or chooses not to understand, which is another problem. And it's good to say, look, look, actually, no, it's great that Dad's coming to half of it. I really feel that um, it's a big effort for him, and I'm so grateful that he's coming along, but it's not something he can cope with. Fuck you very much. Before we go to the break, I just wanted to share one more comment. Gosh, there's so many. I'm exploding. Right, Chilla Emily. If you live together before you're married, none of your friends and family will come because they all know it's a sham. <laughs> Look, um, it is very old school, this opinion that we shouldn't be shacked up and boning our little butts off before wedding. And, and, and maybe you're religious and you don't believe in sex before marriage or uh, living together before marriage. That's okay. But I'm assuming, making a big assumption here, um, that Bride Chilla Emily possibly is living with her partner prior to weddings, her wedding, and who gives a shit what this other person thinks. There will always be someone, the message of this episode, that doesn't agree with what you do, say, whatever. It's just how much you wish to take on. And that can be really hard. I go back to the message at the top of the show. It can be really hard to block out some of these opinions, and it can be challenging, especially when it's someone that you love, and they say things, and you're like, what? What do you... Do you not know me at all? But in the mood of things, when people feel like they're a bit of out, of, out of control, they say certain things that don't, they don't necessarily mean, or they do mean, but they didn't say it in a nice way, which can be very frustrating. I'm really enjoying this topic. You are so funny. And I just love that this is a great passive-aggressive way to get some of this shit out of your system without it becoming a big deal. Because if you react too much... It feeds the beast. It's my theory anyway. There'll be more of the Bride Chiller podcast and your outrageous wedding-related opinions after this short but very important break. Please support our sponsors. They're good to us and they help me pay Erica. I love you. 
Oh, I love it. We're talking about outrageous wedding-related opinions, and most of these came from a fantastic thread in the Bride Chiller Facebook community. If you're not a member, join. It's a really good place to be, and it's a fantastic way to connect with other Bride Chillers in your area. I've been seeing lots of posts with location-specific requests, and it's really amazing to see so many people that jump in and go, oh, I know this, I've got a makeup artist, or I can help you with this. Bridechiller vendors, if you are listening, or Bridechiller pros, we're going to call them, we are creating our very own Bridechiller directory, which will be a way for Bridechillers to connect with Bridechiller-minded pros, people that get what we do and what we're hoping to achieve. And I'm so excited about this. Erica, our content manager, editor, superstar, you will see her in the community, is managing this project. And if you are a vendor and you would like to get in touch and possibly take part in the listing, we would love to invite you to do that. It's really important for us to be able to share some amazing people with our people. And I know that a lot of bride chillers listening want to hire and support vendors that follow our lead in supporting diversity pro vendors, people that support the LGBTQ community who are mindful, environmentally friendly, just good folk. So if that's you or if you know a vendor that might be happy to be included in the vendor directory, get in touch. Visit thebridechiller.com. We'd love to hear from you. It's a it's a small project that hopefully will build a lot bigger, but I think it's just a good way to connect with good people and and ensure that you are supporting the right people, reliable people, good people. When it comes to flowers, who knew that so many of the older generation are so obsessed with flowers and the sort of flowers you have and the look of things? And I think it's a very traditional aspect of a wedding. And I get it. Flowers are beautiful, but also pretty pricey and spenny, as I would say. Bridechilla Claire said uh, that her family member said, I really think you should have a live bouquet to walk down the aisle with in regards to my silk flowers. Ah, who cares? And also, will you be paying for the live flowers or should I send you the invoice? Boom. I actually think some of the silk flowers available now are freaking amazing. Have you seen these things? They look real. You don't have to do any sort of pre-work with them. They last forever. Well, technically, they're going to last years and years longer than a real flower. They're just amazing. You get the quality ones. It's clever. No one's going to notice. No one cares. I've actually just come to a conclusion that this episode should really just be called Stuff Parents Say, because I am going to bet that even though everyone's been quite discreet, 99% of these quotes come from parents. <laughs> Says Bride Chiller Kimberly. Last week, my mum said, I just don't understand why you're taking this away from me. When I told her I didn't want to have a traditional bridal shower, I just don't understand why you're taking this away from me. My mum has had three of her own weddings. If she didn't get a bridal shower by now, she is not going to get mine. Also, in a conversation a while back, my mum disgustingly said, He's not wearing a tuxedo. Kimberly, your wedding is very important. It's like a ball. He should be wearing a tuxedo. It's special. What else is he going to wear? <laughs> oh, Kimberly... I sort of want to meet your mum. She sounds amazing, albeit quite opinionated. Well, I mean, I think there are quite a few other options. Don't need to go into it other than a tuxedo. It's funny, black tie weddings, I've been to a few. And I will say, you really got to 
just got to really got to get everything right. When you're asking your guests to wear tuxedos and ball gowns, you want to make sure you throw a party that, well, that matches the attire. I don't want to go too deep here because I'm going to get myself into shit. But let's just say it's a lot of effort to ask your guests to dress a certain way. You should put the effort into your party too. Oh, bitchy. And that was so unnecessary, and I deeply apologize. That was very unchiller of me. But I do think if your mum has had three weddings, Kimberly, you are right. She has had more than enough opportunity to make this happen for herself. And I do think there are a lot of mums out there and mothers-in-laws who make decisions and make comments about your weddings because they didn't experience it in their real life. Or, again... One thing I've noticed when I've gone to bridal shows and fairs and I talk to the mums and the mother-in-laws is that they're either dead set into this and they're going almost off the rails with planning and they're excited or they're completely, oh, this is very over the top and ridiculous. Uh, and sometimes you find the middle ground people who are just there and having a nice time and say, eh, whatever makes them happy. But the, I think actually it's worse to have a parent that just wants it to be their day and they want to get involved because they didn't experience that in the 70s or 80s or whatever, or 90s. God, how young are you? Um, and they want to be involved because they want to experience it. It's like going to their own prom. That's that's where it gets a little bit heavy. You don't want them to take over. They're not, you know, they're not planning their wedding. It's your wedding. There were some great comments on that post and it was surprising. So many other bride chillers jumped in with similar similar experiences about their parents. Bride Chilla Rebecca said, my mum has been married three times as well. When I tried to tell her about my dress shopping experience, she interrupted and told me about all three of her wedding dresses. Ugh. I wish I could just say to her, first wedding here, let me have this stage, please. <laughs> Victoria says, she sounds just like my mum, totally crestfallen about him not wearing a tux. It's so weird. Tuxedos. I mean, we're not the Obamas. I miss them so much. Sorry. Just a moment of thought about the Obamas. Okay, I've moved on. Um, I haven't emotionally moved on. I think a lot of us haven't moved on. Uh, Bride Chiller Crystal. <laughs> All she wrote in this post is, it's interesting that you'd cut your hair so short a year and a half before your wedding. Funny thing about hair and parents and just this weird idea that we should have long flowing locks for our wedding there's been some really great conversations on the community, um, in the community, I should say, about having shorter hair brides. And I know lovely Brittany Finkel from Happily Ever Borrowed. Fantastic service, which I would implore you to check out. She has, she's an accessories oh, fiend. She has wonderful veils and uh, hair accessories and belts that you can hire without having to invest in them, which I think is fucking amazing. She had shorter hair for her wedding and her mum had a lot to say about it and she ended up doing this fantastic shoot that involved all of the hair accessories and veils but with a shorter haired bride and they were so amazing. Bridechilla Rebecca says, you're not inviting Tiffany? Well, this will cause so many problems and you won't have to deal with any of it. Like always, said my sister about an old high school friend who is now her hairdresser, client. And Tiffany's mum is the landlord of my sister's apartments. Are you getting this, everyone? She seriously thinks they will kick her out, stop cutting her hair, and stop bringing her kids to my sister's daycare over not being invited to my wedding. People are so weird. 
final one for this episode. I've enjoyed this so much. Thank you so much for your amazing contributions. Every day you surprise me and you delight me. Bride Chiller Bonnie says, At my sister's wedding last week, my stepmom said to my fiancé, They have set the bar so high, so high. You just can't compete with this. We're getting married in six weeks. It's not a competition. It's a fucking wedding. Everyone just relax. The Bride Chiller Podcast could not be made without you, my lovely listeners, and I am grateful for your patronage and support. And thank you to everyone who has purchased a Bride Chiller Survival Guide, Field Guide, or Pack. If you would like to buy all three, we've got a great deal going on, which is going to be raised in price. Can you speak properly, Alicia? Which will be getting a bit of a price rise uh, in the next well, three or four weeks. So uh, at the moment, it is priced at $50. That is the two guides and a happy days tote bag. And uh, it will be rising to $60 very soon. So if you want to jump in and grab that pack, if you are planning to do that prior to uh, the next three weeks or so, if you're listening to this in the current era, in April 2018, jump aboard. Um, it's really great to hear the feedback. And also, thank you for your wonderful reviews and spreading the bride chiller word. They make great engagement gifts as well. And I am very pro you passing the books on to friends that just need a bit of help as well. I think that's a great idea. The more we can get the bride chiller word out there, the better, and really build this movement and just make everyone relax a little bit more. I love you all. Thank you for your support. If you'd like to purchase some books, visit Bride Chiller Store and uh, any reviews would be gratefully accepted and appreciated. Next week on Bride Chiller, I'm so excited to share this episode with you. The fabulous Erica and Sean Miller, they run the business. Oh, I just love them so much. They're a husband and wife duo. They run the business Young, Hip and Married. Sean is a celebrant. Erica is a wedding photographer. They have this amazing business that is really thriving. And if you are looking for a wedding celebrant in the States or Canada, I would say look them up. They are fantastic. And they are coming on the show next week to talk about keeping the love alive post-wedding, during wedding planning, and really working on your marriage ahead of just wedding planning. They they are sassy. They are fun. We have some really good truth talk moments about relationships, date nights, all that sort of stuff. And I really encourage you to listen. They're great. I love them. Can I say any more praise for them? I just, I glow when I think about them. Oh, Alicia, stop it. <laughs> Until next week's episode, thank you so much again, Chillers. Love you all. Happy days. The Bride Chiller Podcast, empowering you to kick wedding planning ass every day.